This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. We're a few minutes late, and we don't know why. Technical difficulties, but we're glad that you're with us. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the date day edition of the program. This is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering Bible questions, life questions, anything and everything that's on your heart. All you have to do is give us a call. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340 If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvaryessay.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app if you are driving in your car. The safest way to call to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. 340-9585 is our main number. Paula, welcome to the show today. Thank you, sweetie. I I was concerned that we weren't going to make it on the air and then we're here and so I got all confused. (laughs) Well, it is a little bit late. I was like, oh man, at home I'm rushing to the the radio at 402 and we're sitting in here in the studio, and it's like, it's 405.20, it's 405.22, and so I'm sure others at home are like, are we going to have a show or not? Come on. <laughs> well, um, do you have anything on your heart? I know you, you want to talk about the women's treat really quickly again. Yes, Good. it is filling up really quick. I think all we have left as far as being able to sign up on the um, website is the bunks. And they're still lots of fun, and uh, so please sign up. But I'm I'm going to have to get myself super organized this year because we had uh, more than a hundred ladies sign up the very first day of registration, <laughs> and now I think we're at 175, and that's a good good thing. Um, but I need to get a lot more organized. And we got room for what 250? Um, two, did you say 15? 250, Yes, 250. Yeah. So it's not too late, ladies. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you. Uh, before we go on, Paula, we got a phone call, so rather than okay. keep her waiting, let's see what's on her heart. We've got Melanie on line one from San Antonio. Melanie, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Um, thanks for taking my call, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had um, a couple of questions, um, and I don't know. Yeah, and specifically the first one is... Um, something in the Bible, um, but um, it's caused like a lot of heartache for me this week because my um, 
Okay, I'm just having a hard time because um, my husband wanted to watch the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I only saw like maybe three seconds of it. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's, you know, I was disgusted. And I'm not saying I was without sin. I'm not saying I'm without sin. But I don't think it was an appropriate thing for a married person, well, really for anyone to watch. It was offensive, and it actually did kind of hurt me mm-hmm. um, that he would purposely want to watch that. And then um, my second question is, um, I know that from things in the past and even things currently, and I haven't done it in a while, but at times I've searched through the scriptures to <laughs> to be like, there's got to be a loophole for me to get out of my marriage. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the one, you know, like, how can I, you know, how can God let me go, you know, out of my marriage? But I don't ever get that. And if anything, I was reminded that, you know, I think Jesus told the Pharisees, like, you search the scripture thinking there's life, but, you know, um, you know, life, life is in Christ. I understand that, but, like, I know I shouldn't be ever searching through the scriptures to try to find justification for my sin. Yeah, for sure. So, Melanie, thank you for your honesty. That's can ask a question. Is your husband a, a, an unbeliever? You know, I, I don't really, sometimes he says things that make me think he's a believer, and sometimes, you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, Melanie, and we'll, uh, we'll, I'm sorry you're having a bad week, and what I'll try to do is I'll, I'll let Paula deal with this first, and then uh, I'll kind of uh, tag at the end of it. Um, um, hopefully I can give you some comfort. The one thing I'll say right at the beginning, Paula, is that I've done messages about finding loopholes <laughs> in the Bible, and there just aren't any loopholes, Melanie. So uh, I'll kind of stop there, and I'll come back in at the end. Paula, how can you comfort Melanie? Yeah, Melanie, I am in total, total agreement with you. When that uh, halftime show began, and then it got worse and worse, I said, this is nasty, just plain nasty and inappropriate. And so what I do is I usually leave the room, but, of course, Pastor Ron changed the station, um, but that's not what happened at your house. Um, And so... I, I counsel ladies, leave the room because Titus 2 tells us that without words that our husbands may be won over when they see our pure and chaste behavior, not stomping out or ranting and raving, just not participating because sitting there and watching it is not just participating, but it's also kind of like approving of it. And so um, I, I counsel the ladies, you know, you can let your your point be made by just leaving without saying anything at all, and then maybe at another opportune time when you're not so emotional, um, you can talk um, calmly about that, you know, saying, you know, you could tell I was uncomfortable, um, and 
you know, if we had kids or grandkids in the room, I certainly would not want them to be participating in that either. And again, Jesus is in our home, and that is offensive. And so, um, but I would just calmly walk out and pray not to take things so personally. Pray for your husband, um, but don't look for the loophole. <laughs> um, and just, like I said, just calmly talk to him about that and then leave it in between him and the Lord. Because if you start arguing with him, he's going to be fighting you instead of uh, if you leave it in the Lord's hand, he will be sure to talk with your husband about that. So that's, that would be my counsel. I hope that's helpful. Melanie, uh, you know, Paula prayed for me for 13 years before I got saved. And um, uh, I think she misspoke. She said Titus 2, but it's actually First Peter chapter 3. Um, oh, that, that part, yes. That, that talks about, about mm-hmm. uh, win your husband over. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to assume, even though you indicated you weren't sure, I'm going to assume that your husband is an unbeliever. Uh, but, but at the same time, um, you're the instrument in your home that God wants to use. And Paula's counsel about um, uh, the way you leave and, and you know, not uh, uh, even appearing hurt or, or stomping out in anger or frustration. Uh, but instead, uh, I, I would counsel you just to say, you know what, this, this isn't the kind of thing that would honor Jesus for me to watch. So uh, I'll, I'll be back out when the second half starts kind of thing. And, and then just let your quiet witness be used by the Holy Spirit to, to minister to his heart. Remember, our goal, um, as much as you'd like out of the marriage, the goal really is to get him saved. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Paula would have wanted out of our, our marriage and, and even people would counsel to get out of our marriage. But, but because she stayed and because she prayed faithfully and because her witness was so faithful, uh, Melanie, she 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 eventually was used by the Lord to win my heart, and we've had now 29 years together serving the Lord. So um, it, it's worth it. If God's asking you to stay there, it's worth it. Now let me talk to 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 men for a moment about the the things like the halftime show. Um, I say often on this program that the Bible has an answer for everything. It covers every problem you're ever going to deal with in a marriage and and um, in really in life, period. But but in this particular case, Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church, giving himself up for her. Um, we men have a natural curiosity about things like the halftime show. Um, but, but when we put our wives' needs ahead of ours... Uh, then it's easy to change the channel. It's easy to turn to something else. And and frankly, you know, I'm a sports fan. I'm watching the football game. It really has nothing to do with the halftime show. It doesn't have anything to do with the commercials. Uh, I'm there to watch the, the, the football game. And I'm losing nothing by turning the channel. And turning the channel makes her more comfortable. And frankly, I don't want her to leave the room. And we men have to understand our responsibility as the head of the household, is to put our wives' needs ahead of our own. And it's really important we understand that. We're going to stand before Jesus and give account of that. And one of the things that we've got to understand is there's not going to be an excuse. Well, you know, I think she was being a prude, or I think that was uh, an overreaction. Uh, none of that's going to work. Jesus said, well, I just asked you to give yourself up for her the way I gave myself up for you. 
He tells us if we love him, we'll obey him. So why wouldn't we do that thing? Why would we want our wives to be uncomfortable? So it's really that simple. Um, Melanie, the fact that he wanted to see it, don't read too much into that. Again, there's a natural curiosity, but but I'd be more concerned. And the object of my prayer and, and, and discussion with him is that you didn't care at all about my feelings. And um, I, I think at one point we were just starting to watch the halftime show and I think, um, I don't know who it was, but one of them bent over backwards and Paula said, oh, that's nasty. And and so you turn it. You turn it right then and there. And there's nothing that we lose and, and everything that we gain. So it's really important. As for you, Melanie, my only follow-up to what Paula suggested is to um, read First Peter chapter 3. First, I think it's the first five verses. Um, and that tells you how to deal with an unbelieving husband and what your role is as an instrument of God to win your husband's heart. And if God will win his heart for you, then it'll be worth staying. Um, but, but as the believer in the home, you looking for a loophole demonstrates that your heart is really not for the Lord in this one issue. And so what you've got to do is get your heart to line up with, with his heart. Paula, share a little bit about... Um, everybody tell you to leave me, it's okay. And and God asked you if if you would allow him to use you to win my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. About, let me see. I would say I had been saved for a long time and just didn't understand the Bible. And, yeah, I wasn't looking for loopholes, but I was just trying to understand anything. And I just wasn't getting it. Until I turned to Malachi, where the Lord says, I hate divorce. And I was so mad, Melanie. I was so upset. Oh, this is the first thing I'm going to understand about your word. You hate divorce. And the other thing he says is, yeah, and I love Ron. I was like, really? Well, you need to get somebody else to do. (laughs) I was having an attitude, too. Um, But the Lord said, you know, will you stay for me? And I flat told the Lord, my heart is not in it. He said, don't need your heart right now. I just need your body. And so um, he convinced me because he loves me, Jesus does, to stay and to pray for my husband. And to, like I was saying in in 1 Peter 3, win him over without words. And man, Melanie, I can't tell you how many times I would leave the room, sometimes leave the house, crying, brokenhearted, thinking, what happened to the guy who said that he he loved me? Um, What happened? Why is it like this? And um, the Lord said, that's okay. I love you. I always have and I always will. And um, don't worry. It'll be okay one day. 13 years later, but the Lord was having to do a lot of work on my heart, Melanie, because for the longest time, because I was the quote-unquote Christian, I was putting myself um, in a place of I was way better than Ron. And I don't know if that's where you are looking for loopholes because you're a better person than your husband is, but to tell you the truth... We're all sinners. Jesus died for each one of us, and um, he wants to use you. 
And Paula, you uh, you've you shared many times in counseling that that uh, your approach was well, you have a perfect husband in heaven, and until your earthly husband straightens up, mm-hmm. you're going to run to him for for whatever your needs are. Yeah, um, I know for a fact that I am a bride to Christ. I'm a bride to you, Ron, um, because of Christ, and then I'm a bride for Christ. And so my first husband, if you could, is Jesus. And then my second husband is is you. But it's all for the Lord. Yeah. And when your second husband was Ron the Jerk, Jesus turned out to be a pretty good husband, didn't he? He still is the best husband ever. Yeah. 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 Melanie, I'm going to be praying for you. We're going to be praying for you. And, and um, you know, hang in there and let Jesus be the one who meets your needs. And uh, when you are faithful, Jesus is going to turn um, on on your husband. Yeah. Uh, when I say turn on, I mean turn for him, mm-hmm. and um, um, we'll win. Now, let me one other thing, Paul. We, and I was going to say one other okay, thing to you, Melanie. Um, if I had taken the world's counsel, including Ron's mom, to divorce him, leave him, honey, divorce him, you and the boys come live with me. Nobody would blame you. That was his mom's counsel to me. Well, those three weeks before is when I saw God hates divorce. And um, if I had taken not only some of my so-called friends' advice and my mother-in-law's advice, where would we be today? I am so thrilled because God knows the future. I am so thrilled that um, he encouraged me to stay. And he helped me to stay by the Holy Spirit every day for those 13 years. Um, And my life, man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I have kids and grandkids and so many other people around um, who have seen the power of God. And I'm able to, with so much confidence, um, say, but the Lord will do something. If you will just do your part, whether it turns out um, your husband get saved and straightens up or not, you will have no blood on your hands. So stop looking for the loopholes and start looking for Jesus and what he wants you to do in your marriage. And he, and he really will be enough. Um, Paula, um, this is one of those things that where, where I, I, I think Melanie and anybody else in situations similar to this, um, you need to talk with your husband. Yeah. Just sit down with him and say, uh, you know, when you were watching that halftime show, it hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings, yeah. Um, um, you, you made me feel unattractive. You made me feel uh, like you cared more about those images than you do about me. Yeah, it was it was almost por- pornographic. It really was. It was just disgusting to me. Yeah. I mean, the one you're talking about bending over. I mean, what kind of message does that send to girls or boys that that's how... We're supposed to behave. So I'm on your side, Melody, in that. Um, but, yeah. And I'm, I'm no prude either, but it was just, it was over the top. And, and we just, our world has just gone stupid crazy for that kind of yeah, but, trash. Yeah, but, but we have to deal with the reality. That's the world that we live in. That is the world we live so in. What, so what we you want do to is pray. You, yeah, what that. you do is you tell your husband that it hurts your feelings. Um, that that uh, you love him, and and I'm, I'm, I trust that you do, in spite of the pain that you're in, um, and and ask him, 
why would he choose to sit and watch a halftime show that broke your heart um, in, instead of, of caring more about your feelings? And, and use it as a discussion yeah. opportunity. And don't get angry and don't get frustrated. Be calm and um, um, in control of the Spirit of God. Yeah. Uh, and then and leave the results of those kind of things to God. Because what will happen is, even if he gets offended or even if he thinks you're being too, too prudish or something, what he'll say uh, or what the Lord will, will speak to his heart following that is, um, you know, she's the one that I asked you to care for. She's the one that I asked you to love. And and that gives an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to to really work and remember conversion, bringing him to Christ is the goal, not your happiness, not your feelings, uh, not your security in, in the relationship, but but your husband being in heaven. That's the real goal. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie. We'll be praying. We're inside one minute already for this half of the program, Paula. Okay. Uh, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Uh, Anything is on the table for the second half of the program. Uh, All you need to do is pick up the phone and call us, Paula, before the music starts. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to share? Even kind of wrap this up the other day, uh, um, there were some people in the gym, you know, and they're they're just using foul language. and, And you said, and I just want to get away from them. And you said, Paula, we're in this world, we're not of it. And so now that I'm around them still, I can pray for them, understanding they don't have the Spirit of God. How will they hear unless somebody tells them? Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the show. We'd love your live calls and questions. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. Got a question for Pastor Ron and the word to stand on for life? You can send it to him via email at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program, the second half of the date day edition of the show. Remember, we would love your input questions or comments of anything on your heart. Um, Paula, we now have only 30 minutes for what's on your heart. Uh, well, I was thinking... You know about Thanksgiving, not the not the holiday that we just finished having. Oh, I thought you meant we're going to have turkey again, <laughs> dressing. <laughs> we can if that's what you want. I'll be happy to make it. That's I like that meal too. Um, but just thanking the Lord. You know, uh, we just started Genesis last night, and you know we're in it all, all the studies. But you know, thinking about you know He made a way. For me to be forgiven, that's my favorite thing. You know, he made a way for us to be forgiven. He's given me a new name here on earth, and I'm sure I'll get another new name even better. Maybe I'll be, I'm precious here on earth, but maybe I'll be super precious. That's pretty good, though. Precious is is pretty good. way good. (laughs) That is so good. And that he will never leave us. I'm thankful that, you know, everybody else might leave, but he never will. Um... That he's he's got a future plan for me. 
I don't know what it is. And yet he says, don't worry about the tomorrow. Let's just have a good time today. You know, so when I wake, woke up this morning, I could say, oh, Lord, you know, thank you for waking us up. And, and you woke up and you said, uh, for the first thing today, you were so cute. You said, I like Thursdays. <laughs> I said, I like Thursdays, too. We got to sleep in, so I'm thankful for that. Um, I mean, just I love my life. I love my life now. It wasn't always like this. Not that we don't have heartbreaking things. Oh, yeah, there's sometimes when I have to count on the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord, because I don't, <laughs> I don't have any of my own sometimes. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I know that, okay, Lord, I can't just lay around and, and feel sorry for myself because I'm sad about this or that or all those things. Um, but the joy of the Lord, you have something for me today. He, you know, he says, look beyond yourself. I can use you for somebody else, even in this. And so to get up, like I tell some of my other friends who go through depression, get up, take a shower, let's go. You got to do something and get your focus off of you. And, and I'm so glad that I know that God has a plan for me. And, and Jesus always meets us when we're we're on the way. Yeah. You know, uh, we've had a couple of things practical things follow to be really grateful for uh, this week. One of them is going to sound a little strange, but the first one is is with Peter and Sheba on, on the radio oh, show yes. on Tuesday, the, the birthday of Malta Medical, that God would entrust a ministry like that to mm-hmm. us, where where somebody gets saved nearly daily, and mm-hmm. and um, we, get to, we get to offer the love of God to thousands and thousands of people throughout the years uh, who we'd never otherwise see. Mm-hmm. And uh, just thinking, you know, God, when you asked us to do that, we were scared. We had no idea that that this is the direction the ministry is going to take. Or going to, mm-hmm. and, and not only that, we see the faithfulness of the people that were um, assigned by the Lord to work there. Yeah. And we just delight in their faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and um, just imagine sharing in their rewards for the work that they're doing. And then um, this morning we got up to the news that... Uh, um, a family member um, went to be with Jesus mm-hmm. last night, and uh, I was so grateful that I was able to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and talk with him um, on um, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And um, the next day, he had an appointment with Jesus, and and um, you know the family. Uh, he's a he's a family member. Monday, of, it's Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, he was here, at the family here in church. Um, they. Um, it, it's hard to explain. We've seen this cycle of life and death over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And one member of family goes, and, and now in the family, the babies do any minute now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we get to be a part of all those things. So it's something to really be grateful for. Let's take a phone call, Paul, and then we'll come back, so keep your train of thought. Okay. Jimmy on line one from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, um, I was going to tell you that um, I know Reno Jennifer's uh, bodyguard, and she comes to San Antonio, and she, she, she calls him time to time, hurting or something. He tells her that he needs to come to Jesus. He 
Well, we, 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 yeah, Jimmy, we know that God's always got people around to tell the people um, about him, and uh, that's something we be comfortable with. You sound like you're in an echocardiogram or a, a sonogram <laughs> test or something. Something wrong with your phone there, Jimmy. Oh. Okay, thank you, Jimmy. The connection's so bad, Jimmy, we can barely hear you. Yeah. Uh, we'll try it again tomorrow. Thank you, Jimmy. It does sound like he's having his heart. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Malta's uh, birthday. That was awesome. And as we go about our life, sometimes we'll see people who aren't feeling so well. And it's so fun to be able to say, well, you know, right over here next to the little Chinese food place, we have a we have a clinic. Just going over there and maybe they can get you in if, if it's an emergency, but make an appointment. And to be able to say that. And they're like, well, how much does it cost? No, no, no. They don't take insurance. No money has to change hands. What? Yeah. And so that's so fun. I've been able to do that several times and to have people in our community. You know, a long time ago, the Lord said, pray for uh, the people in your community because it's going to grow. And man, is it ever. We've got construction going everywhere, apartments coming um, everywhere. But more and more people, are, we're able to share, um, of course, Jesus with and what Jesus wants to do it and, and give to them as well. So it, it's it's a cool thing. You know, Paula, when when um, um, we suffer, and, and when I, I use that figuratively, we're not really suffering, but uh, financially this is a ministry that struggles continually. Um, everything we do is free, and yeah. there just never seems to be enough money, and we're always holding our breath, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, when the Lord sort of asks you, well, is it worth it? If people are getting saved on a continuing basis, of course it is. And then you just think, Lord, you were asked to suffer and die for us. And you're asking us to to do without the things that we would like to have, some of the things that we think we need to have. Mm -hmm. But you're asking us to do that because you love others so much. And it's hard not to get involved with that and just say, okay, Lord, whatever you want. And, and, And I think if we would focus those difficult times we'd focus more on just him mm-hmm. uh, we'd understand that it's a privilege you know Paul says to the church at Philippi he said that, that suffering has been granted to us as a gift sharing in the fellowship of Jesus sufferings mm-hmm. Now we don't actually want that gift most of the time yeah. but uh, it really is um, an opportunity for us to, to say Lord you counted me worthy to be a part of this ministry yeah and um, all we can do is say, yes, Lord, thank you. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Today, you know, you have the kids coming here every day for the prayer. I'm going to get to join in on Thursday. I mean, I could come anytime, but I'm here on Thursday. And it's so cute, you know, sitting in a chair and they're like, oh, Mama Paula, Mama Paula. And they're just so happy to see me. Um, and these are like. Today they prayed, Mama Paula doesn't mess up. That's exactly <laughs> what they did. They say. <laughs> Let there be no bugs on the radio program, and don't let Mama Paula mess mess it up like, you know, it's okay Monday through Wednesday and then Friday, but then here she comes. Don't let her mess it up, Lord. <laughs> so it was, but it was cute, yeah. I, I, I love coming in and, you know, being a part of so many people's lives. Um, 
and that Titus 2 reference that I was mentioning at the beginning, you know, um, to be able to turn to ladies and say, you know, live a life that honors God. Just that's our responsibility. Live a life that honors God and let everybody else see that. And that's what we that's what we're going to do. Live a life that honors God. And so, you know, sometimes people will come like with Melanie with these questions and people will come in and then we're able to say, but this is what the Bible says. But this is what the Bible says. And, you know, we've been praying forever, uh, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. Well, a lot of them come to the prayer breakfast at our house that first Monday of the month. And um, it's really a cool thing because it's a, an intimate group. And, you know, you can hear them pray and you can we have conversation before prayer and then after prayer um, to be able to to say, but the Bible says this about that. You know, I don't know what, what church you came from, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. But this is what the Bible really says about that. And so you can just like with this radio program, Ron, when you answer those questions and you can hear the sigh of relief of you know like a woman can say can ask so it's okay if I cut my hair it's okay if I I put a little makeup on yeah it's okay really it's okay um one lady asked me um do you wear some of those uh jeans with the holes in them I say yeah but not like and so I got them out of my closet you know, you can see a, a little bit of my knees or whatever like that, but we're not talking these big giant holes up to you know, and everything's about ready to show. Not not like that. Uh, uh, appropriate. Um, uh, uh, one lady wanted to know, you know, do you pray out loud, or you know, those kind of things, because you know maybe the enemy can hear and that kind of stuff. Um, it's just a really a, 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 a cool life to be able to read the word now and understand it. Because before you got saved, and I was trying to read the Bible, Pastor Rock, I really wasn't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I would slam it shut because I didn't understand it. It was very, like, but I didn't realize you need to have the Holy Spirit to help instruct you. And so now, after all these years of putting his word in to see it coming out, I'm understanding better Philemon 6 of I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will know every good thing that you have in Christ. As I'm being able to answer some questions with God's word, I'm walking away from these conversations saying, thank you, Lord, that you counted me worthy. You know, and, and considered me faithful, giving me strength to be able to be a part of your ministry. Just be able to, you know, put my arm around the lady who says, but if I keep praying for the same thing, isn't that a lack of faith? No. Over here it says, pray without ceasing. You can ask for the same thing over and over again. Don't you think God, and I'm, I'm repeating what you say a lot, if we give up in prayer, Maybe that's a test that it really wasn't all that important to us. But if it's worth 
continual praying about it. And doesn't that happen more in suffering than when things are going pretty okay? Um, the church grew uh, when the church was persecuted. You know, when things are going well, we have a tendency to take the Lord and, and maybe even others for granted. But when we're suffering, man, we're on our knees praying. Like Melanie, be on your knees praying for your husband. Um, if you have kids, you want them to have a godly father. Um, and you want you Jesus, This you pray this for Jesus. Jesus wants to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I, servant. I think about that all the time. Our life is to glorify Jesus. And he wants to say, not only to you who are a Christian, but he wants to say to those on our prayer list who aren't, Jesus, you want to say well done to this one. And so I'm lifting him up to you right now so that one day, and hopefully one day soon, he'll yeah. be yours. You know, Paul, something I think we left out in our answer to Melanie. Okay. Uh, we, we we say these things so much it's obvious to us, but maybe it's not quite so obvious. But but you talking about the, the ladies who wonder, well, should I keep praying? Isn't that a lack of faith? Uh, there, there's so much bad Bible teaching that people have learned a bunch of really, really bad stuff. And what we need to do when we're asked to suffer for the Lord or when we're in a difficult situation is we need to, to really be men and women in, our, in the Word. Um, I did a message uh, not a week from yesterday okay. uh, on Psalm 19 and talking about the Word. And um, the, 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 the idea that I really wanted to communicate was that, that um, we, we have to be ready for hard times. And we're not ready unless we're in the Word. Uh, if, if, if you're in an unequally yoked marriage like Melanie was uh, in the first half, uh, if there are things going on in your lives that are really struggling, God, God's trying to prepare you for those things. We even said in that message that you and I, we've created a new word because prepare doesn't sound urgent enough. Be pre-prepared. <laughs> and, um, and the idea there is, is God will prepare you for everything that's going on in your life if you give him the opportunity. And in Melanie's case, you know, she's looking for loopholes in the Bible, which is what a lot of us do in our situations. Uh, and yet the truth is, if we spent that same energy and time looking for God to show us our heart and looking for us to change our heart and, and giving us answers, Lord, show me what you want me to do in this painful situation, um, then the response that we get from the Lord would be instruction. And that's preparation. And we'd be uh, certainly in a better place to, to deal with those difficult things that are in our lives. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Your eight ways God reveals himself, and isn't that what we need? We need to go to him and say, Lord, I know you're real. What would you have me do in this situation? What would you have me do? Give me your heart, Lord. That's the hardest thing because when we're in an emotional state, I just want what I want. You know, I think this is how it should go, Lord, and so fix it this way and fix it this way right now. And the Lord says, you know, if I do everything your way, you're God, and I'm the genie in the bottle. And he, he really doesn't let me do that. But he says, why don't you get my heart and my perspective? And when he told me how much he loved you, and he said that over and over and over again, you know. You think on balance in those 13 years you prayed for me. Okay. Do you think you prayed more for you or more for me? Me. I was totally, it was, it, for the first probably 10 years, 
I was praying for you to get saved so my life would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and that's where the Lord had to get me. Uh, excuse me, Paula, but your focus is on the wrong thing. And this is a very self-motivated prayer. You just want things to be better for you. And I wasn't, that's why this new, not new, but Lord, you want to say to him, well done, good and faithful servant, like you, like you did for me. And so the perspective got off of my life being better and on the cross of what Jesus did so that you could be saved as well. And see, for everybody, if, if you're that honest, if you can say, oh, my prayers are selfish. Yeah, my prayers are totally selfish. Then, then, then God can answer. Um, Paula, um, in all of your time praying, mm-hmm. um, um, if you were praying for you, um, the question I was going to ask probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I was going to say, how, what do you think would have been different had you just understood that that, Lord, I, I'm already yours, so let me spend my energy and my time praying for the one who isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I didn't get that for a while because I had to get to that place of, Lord, I'm doing my part. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we got Stephanie yeah. on line one from San Antonio. Stephanie, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I have a question about Psalm um, 127. Um, in verse it says um, it's pain to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of the sorrows, for he gives his beloved sleep. What is what is he trying to say? If you could tell me, please. Okay. Um, verse, let me read the, read the context. Verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain, now he personalizes it. You rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. And the idea there is that we're doing things, and this is what Paul was just talking about, Stephanie, we're doing things for us. Um, you, you know, and, and I talk about this all the time in church. You know, we'll get up, um, have alarm clocks and double alarm clocks so we're not late for work, and we'll go to work and we'll work hard for money. And we should. We, we've got to support our families. But at the same time, we're working for things that are material, things that are carnal, rather than things that matter most, which are things spiritual. And so we'll we'll rise up early, we'll stay up late, we're trying to get everything done, and in the process, we're ignoring the, the very God who died to save us from our sins, and then who died that we might have a life that's abundant and fruitful. So um, what he's saying is, is if, if God's built your house, dedicate it to him. Uh, if you've got to get up and go to work in the morning, you get up and you take Jesus with you. You do it for him, and you're, you're rightly representing him at work. Uh, if you're staying up late, make sure that he's the center of, of your heart, the, the, the purpose for you staying up late. But, but be with him and take him there um, with you so that you're not just working for for temporal things. Paul? It also sounds like to me that um, they're not trusting in the Lord to provide for them. You know, some people have two, three, four jobs, husband and wife, and um, anxiously, you know, we got to have something to eat, you know, and, and we have to, you know, have the best of the best, the newest of the new, and... Um, but it says God gives rest to his loved ones. You know, we don't all have what we 
want, but God promises that he will provide us what we need. And what we need and what we want needs to be from God's perspective. You know, we have a whole lot of stuff that we just have to have. Yeah, I think I think the New Testament counterpart might be Jesus in chapter 6 of Matthew's Gospel saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these other things mm-hmm. will be added unto you. And, and what we do is we do what we have to. Got to make money, got to feed my kids, mm-hmm. uh, got to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get another job because I'm not making enough. Mm-hmm. And Jesus saying, well, hey, how about asking me yeah. what to do? Stephanie, does that help? Thank you. Oh, gosh. Okay, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Appreciate the Thank call you. very, very much. Love you. Paula, four minutes. Inside, we're inside four minutes for the program. What's, what do you want to talk about? You know what else, too? Because um, so a lot of times on this show, we'll talk about the school and uh, Malta, but we have Manor House. Manor House. I'm thankful for the ladies who work and serve um, and who reside at Manor House. Um, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit more involved in the manor house ministry when I can. Um, but there too, we, the Lord's bringing the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused, uh, mostly lost. And they don't, they don't know Jesus. And yet their agreement is to come here and hear about Jesus. Most of them are running from very unloving, uh, situations. And some of them kind of you know, you can see that they don't trust people, and most of them, uh, because of their background, um, you can understand why they don't trust people. And yet, they are loved and provided for um, without any cost to them at all. And uh, I'm starting to see that some are really changing, and even those who come and stay for a while a lot of them don't really want to submit to any kind of authority and so they have to leave but they don't leave without knowing that they were loved and they were provided for in a very very nice place and provided for by the Lord it's not anything that that we did we just again we're the ones that get to be used hey we're running out of time for the program I I do want to say from Margaret from Floresville if you're listening and I'm sure you are uh, I got your letter. Uh, thank you very much. It kind of fills in some holes, and please understand we're praying for you. We're praying for uh, the rest of your family, and uh, um, you're always in our heart and in our prayers. So I hope that... Uh, uh, thank you for sending me that letter, Margaret. Okay, Paula, we're almost out of time. What do you want to say? It's going to be up 45 seconds long. Um, you want me to take you out for dinner? Because, you know... <laughs> I'd be happy to take you anywhere, buy you anything you want, because I love you. So, (laughs) no, I love Thursdays, too. This is fun. Yeah. Good. Hey, well, thank you for tuning in today. Um, uh, If you get a chance, let me just take a minute. I I don't make any money on this. I want to plug yesterday's Genesis study. We started the book of Genesis. Um, It's a foundational book, and uh, it's available live at uh, or online at calvarysa.com. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you more than you know. Uh, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel. I'll be back tomorrow on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. 
The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Hallelujah.